This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue with a series called How God Turns Setbacks into Comebacks. We're so glad that you've joined us today. Now, if you know someone who needs some encouragement right now, be sure to invite them with a text or a phone call to listen along with you. But first, studies have shown the more grateful a person is, the happier they are. But it's not always easy to be thankful. That's why Pastor Rick developed the power of gratitude. It's a special interactive Bible study to help you grow your gratitude. You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com while you listen to today's message. If you want, you can just text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004 for more information. That's the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick with part two of a message called, When You've Had a Business Setback. You could have Jesus in your life, but not in your boat. You can have Jesus in your life, but not in your job. You've trusted him for salvation, and you come to church on weekends, and you praise the Lord, but then on Monday morning, you go back to work, and you leave Jesus at church, or you put him on the shelf at home. He's not, Jesus is certainly not using your boat, your job, as a platform for ministry and for mission. You, to give Jesus your boat, get him in your boat, means you say, I dedicate my career to you for your use. Now, when Peter did this, when he gave his job to Jesus for, for God to use, he gets blessed with incredible results. Now, we normally think that God makes me really great uh, and successful in business uh, so that then I'll serve God with my success. Wrong. It's the exact opposite. God often uses my job or lack of it now and then uh, so that then success can come. There is no comeback without a setback first. The setback is part of the plan. Are you listening? The setback is part of the plan. Peter has fished all night and caught nothing. And so how's he gonna go from nothing to abundance? First, Peter lets Jesus use his job for platform. Jesus gets to use his work, his job, his source of income to speak to other people. That's the order. It's not, God, you make me a success and then I'll serve you. It's the exact opposite. God, I'm failing in my job, in my career, in my business, but I'm going to give whatever I've got to you as a platform. Now you can bless it. Question, what do you want God to bless in your life? Whatever you want God to bless, you put him first in. You want God to bless your time? Give him the first part of every day in a quiet time. You want God to bless your week? You give him the first day of every week you know, on a, a weekend service. You, you want God to bless your money? You give him the first part of your money. That's called a tithe. So you get Jesus in your work. And you say, I want you to use my business, Lord, as your platform to spread the good news. And then we let God take care and control of everything. You see, really, you say, I'm a marketplace missionary. What do you do? Well, you say, I'm a, I'm a missionary disguised as a realtor. I'm a missionary disguised as a nanny. I'm a missionary disguised as an accountant. I'm a missionary disguised as a truck driver. I'm a missionary disguised as a nurse or CEO or teacher or house cleaner, whatever it is. First and foremost, I'm using my career as a platform for Jesus. Then he blesses me in return. Some of you are going through tough times right now and you're trying to change everything. 
let me tell you something. These guys who had fished all night and caught nothing, they didn't need to change their nets. They didn't need to change their boat. They didn't need to change their business partners. They didn't need to change their location. They didn't need to change their marriage. They just needed to get Jesus in charge of the boat, get him in the boat and let him take charge and follow him. That's what was needed. Some of you are trying to change everything else. Maybe I need to move out of Orange County. I need to move to whatever. Well, that, maybe that's not necessarily wrong, but maybe you just need to get Jesus in charge of your job. You get him in the boat. Now, here's the second step that they did, and you, you do it too. I admit that my efforts aren't working. If I want to move from setback to comeback, I admit that my efforts aren't working. Verse 4 and 5 of Luke chapter 5. When Jesus had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down your nets. And Simon Peter answers, Here's his confession. Master, we've worked hard all night and we haven't caught anything. Do you realize how hard this was for Peter to say this? Peter is a pro. He's good at what he does. He's a professional fisherman. He's done it all his life. These guys are not amateurs. They're not novices. They're not weekend fishermen. They make a living at this. They know how to do this. But you know what? Sometimes even when you're a pro, you fish all night and you catch nothing. Even when you're experienced at your career, your job, you fish all night and you catch nothing. Now, it's humbling to say this. It's hard to say this. These guys make their living. Their identity is tied to their work. Peter, for Peter not catching fish, that's like LeBron James playing an entire game and never making a basket. It's, it's unheard of, but friends, Sometimes our best just isn't good enough. It's just not good enough. And sometimes our situations are out of control and you can't control the economy and you can't control the weather and you can't control a lot of things that will affect your job, your business, your life, your profits and everything else. Other people, and you can't, you can't control other people. You can't control diseases. You can't control the aging process. Most of the major things in your life you can't control. So what do you need to do? Well, you need to do these first two things to go from setback to comeback. You get Jesus in your boat and you admit that your way isn't working. We fished all night and caught nothing. Now, why don't we want to admit this? Why don't I want to admit it? Why don't we want to admit it? Well, there are really three reasons, pride, stubbornness, and fear. You know, fear keeps us from admitting, I fished all night and caught nothing. I'm afraid people think less of me. In fact, I'm afraid to get Jesus in my boat because he might steer it in a different direction I don't want to go. And if I put Jesus in my job, he might make me a fanatic. He might turn me into something that I'm scared to death I might become. I don't want to give Jesus my job. Well, regardless of whether it's pride or it's stubbornness or it's fear, the second step is just to admit this isn't working, okay? Your career, your job, it isn't working. Now, here's the third step that the disciples took. If you want to see God turn emptiness into fullness, you want to turn a setback into a comeback, here it is, number three. Do whatever Jesus tells me to do. I get him in the boat, I admit my way hasn't worked, and then I do whatever he tells me to do. I do what he tells me to do. In other words, I've got to be willing to obey Jesus Christ, even if it doesn't make sense. Even it seems illogical, it appears foolish, it might appear stupid to other people, but I obey what God tells me to do, even if it doesn't make sense financially, 
or emotionally or relationally. It's just illogical, irrational. I'm confused and I'm scared to death, but I do it anyway. Master, we fished all night and caught nothing, but because you say so, I obey Jesus even when it doesn't make sense. Now look at verse five. Jesus tells them to launch out in the deep and Simon says, Master, we've worked hard all night. We haven't caught anything. You know, we're empty. We've come up empty, but because you say so, underline that, circle it, start, because you say so, that is the third key to a miracle, trusting the word of God, because you say so. Not because I think it's smart, not because it's popular, not because it's rational or reasonable, not because I can afford it. God, I'm gonna do what you tell me to do because you say so, you say so. Now. Not only is Jesus in the boat, he's now given the fishing instructions. And notice what Peter does not do. First, he doesn't argue with Jesus when Jesus says, push back out, throw your nets on the other side. He doesn't argue with you. He says, Jesus, Peter doesn't say, uh, excuse me, Lord, you're a carpenter, I'm a fisherman. You know wood, I know fish. Uh, this, they ain't biting. So who are you to tell me to go out and do it this way when I fished all night and caught nothing. I'm the pro at this. I know my job better than you, Lord. Have you ever arrogantly thought that about your job, about your plan, about your dream? When, when, when you do that, you're in for so many problems, but when you say, because you say so, you're in for so many blessings. Peter doesn't argue, he doesn't hesitate. When Jesus says, launch out, he just does it. That, friends, is a good idea, you know? It wasn't like, let's think about it for a minute. It's not like, let's have a committee and vote on it. In fact, he says, we're tired. We've been out all night. We haven't caught anything. We're dirty, we're sweaty, we're fatigued. We wanna go home and see our wives. We wanna take a bath. We'll sit down, eat dinner. How about if we go home, take a bath, take a nap, get up this afternoon, come back this afternoon when it's cooler and the fish are biting again, and then give it another try. But Peter doesn't hesitate. He doesn't delay. It's instant. He doesn't, listen, he doesn't listen to his feelings. I'm sure Peter's dead tired. You know what it's like to stay up all night. You know what it's like to work through the night. You're ready to go to bed. He's been up all night. He's caught nothing. He's thinking, why even try? Why make the effort? There are no fish out there. There are no jobs out there. They aren't biting. But he doesn't do any of those things. Instead, what does Peter do? Unquestioned obedience. Because you say so, Lord, now remember, he's not a disciple yet. He's, this is his first experience with Jesus. God will bless your life if you will become a because you say so woman. God will bless your life if you will become a because you say so man. Lord, I don't understand it all, that makes sense, but because you say so, I'm gonna trust you in faith. Question, what has God told you to do that you're not doing? Whenever you do whatever God tells you to do, you say, because you say so, and you become a because you say so person. And when you do that, God's gonna give you a vision for your career like you've never seen. And I'm telling you, it's gonna come in three phases. Because when God gives you a vision, it's never total vision all at once. He wants you to grow in faith. It's gonna involve three things. Notice the calling of Peter involves three things. When, what, and where. And when you get a vision from God, it's gonna be involving when, what, and where. And you gotta wait for all three parts. First, Jesus says, launch out now. That's the when. By the way, launch out always means take a risk. It's risky to launch out. 
And God will always force you to take a risk. Why? Because there's no faith without a risk. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. So he says, now. Then he says, what? I want you to let down your nets. And then he says, where? Launch out into the deep water. I want you to circle the phrase, launch out into deep water. He says, I want you to go out in the and, and then Why does God tell Peter to do that? Because that's where the big fish are. They're in the deep water. Now, let me just have a side on this. <clears throat> Most people live their lives in the shallows of life. They live what I call baby beach Christianity. Just enough Jesus to bug them and not to bless them. They never get in over their heads. They live at a superficial level. They don't launch out in the deep. They live on baby beach. They come to church, they paddle around in the shallows of life, splash around, maybe catch a few minnows, bury getting their feet wet, afraid to get in over the head. And you know what? They miss God's best. Why is it? You know, as a pastor, I've thought about this a lot. Why do so many people live shallow lives? Why are they satisfied with the shallows instead of going out into the deep? Because it's safer there. There are no big waves by the shoreline. Your boat isn't going to get rocked around. It's not very risky to live a shallow life. That's what you think. But actually, it's the greatest risk of all because you're going to miss out on all the blessings that God had planned for you here on earth and all of the rewards that God had planned for you in eternity because you were afraid to launch out into the deep. So we live in these shallow lives. It's safe. And we live in this nice, comfortable zone where we want God to bless our plans, but we're not letting, willing to let him use our business as his platform. And let me tell you something, a little secret. One of the reasons God is allowing this setback in your life right now is to force you into deeper water. He loves you too much to let you stay in the shallows, and he's forcing you to launch out into the deep and to take a risk. Obeying Jesus when it doesn't make sense may feel like the scariest, riskiest, most dangerous thing to do in life, but it's actually the safest thing, and it's the most rewarding way to live, and it's the way that God blesses your life. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. If this message has encouraged you or if God put someone on your mind that needs to hear it, would you share it? You'll be so glad you did. And be sure to let them know that Pastor Rick has a free daily email devotional at PastorRick.com. Rick will be right back in just a moment, but first, did you know that experts have discovered that gratitude is the healthiest human emotion? It makes you more resistant to stress and increases your overall happiness and satisfaction. In fact, studies show the more grateful a person is, the happier they are. That's the power of gratitude. The Bible tells us to rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. So, it's clear that God wants us to develop an attitude of gratitude. But we all know it's not always easy to feel grateful. That's why Pastor Rick developed a Bible study called The Power of Gratitude. This innovative study is filled with scripture, teaching, exercises, quotes, prayers, and journal pages. 
As you go through the study, you'll discover the many and often unique things you have to be grateful for every day. You'll develop the lifelong habit of expressing gratitude to God, a habit that leads to true happiness and satisfaction. We'll send you Pastor Rick's Power of Gratitude Bible Study to say thanks when you give a gift to help Daily Hope take God's Word to people around the world. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Here's Rick to say thank you for your support. Hello, everybody. This is Rick, and I have just returned from Amsterdam where I was at a conference where we had over 6,000 church leaders, pastors from all around the world, literally 140 nations, came to Amsterdam for a week of training where we were teaching them about the good news of Jesus Christ, and more importantly, how to share the good news of Jesus Christ. And you know what was most exciting to me is that people came to me from all around the world, like I said, 140 nations, and said, I listen to Daily Hope every day in Kazakhstan, in Bhutan, in Bolivia, in Namibia, on every continent, I heard time and time again, Pastor Rick, the Word of God is changing my life. Friends, that's what Daily Hope is all about. And for me, since I get your letters, and I love to read your letters, and I love to hear your stories, but to be face-to-face with about 6,000 people who were listening to Daily Hope on a regular basis and hearing how it's changed their lives and influence their ministries. It just makes me want to say to all of you who pray for this ministry and all of you who support this ministry, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for your prayers, for your gifts, for your support. You're making a difference. When you get to heaven, you're going to meet people in heaven who've come to Christ because you prayed and because you gave. Thank you, friends. Be a partner in hope today. You can give right now by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Again, that's PastorRick.com, or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. And thank you so much for your support. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.